up, everybody, and welcome in. This is Oscar Barkas here with the guy on top, Sam McFadden. Welcome, everybody, to episode 13 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. We're excited to be back with you. Um, we know we took that one-week break last time, but I told you we'd be back this Wednesday. We're back this Wednesday. We're here Got anything to share before we get started? Just that you guys can count on us from from here on out. We won't. We will. We'll try our absolute best not to do that to you guys. You deserve better than that, and we will be better than that. We will be better than that. Um, I'd like to say one small sad bit of personal news for Sam and I. Our intramural football team lost last night. Um, we well, put up a good fight. We did. Final score fifty to forty one. Um, nothing to be ashamed of there. But we will be back next semester, and we'll make y'all proud, both on the podcast and on the field. I would like to put out, we lost by one touchdown, um, by our intramural rules, and uh, we were two people short the entire game. So, you know, do with that information what you will. We still lost. We still lost, and I'm sad, and I'm sure our listeners are sad also. But, on the bright side, it's still just week 10, of the NFL. We have a lot of football left to go. A lot of football left. And this is this is when it starts to get big for fantasy. Um, considering week 16 is normally uh, championships, we're more than halfway done with the mm-hmm. fantasy season. Yep. So it's time to grind. Um, <clears throat> as always, we'll start with news this episode. And then we have one big segment this time, and that is trade targets and trade ammo. Um to help with that whole process. Yeah, it's it's definitely getting real now. Um, a lot of trade deadlines are within uh, f- within a week from now. Yeah, uh, I know in our, our biggest league, our trade de- deadline is next Tuesday, so it's coming up. Um, a lot of people are scheming, uh, trying to trying to make their trying to finalize their rosters to uh, make a playoff push. Um, Sam says a lot of people are scheming. Him being the biggest schemer. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. All right, he's got his little notebook with all his little notes of who he's gonna make moves for, uh, and that's why Sam is always successful in fantasy. You got to be scheming, you got to be thinking of different moves you can make, and that's what we're here to help you with. Yeah, more than likely, if you do not make trades, you're probably not gonna win the championship. I yeah, mean, you have to take every avenue to make your team as good as possible, and trade trading is a huge part of that. A hundred percent. So let's roll right into the news. We've got a lot uh, injury-wise, you know, starters being changed-wise, and people coming back from injury, which is good. Uh, But before we get into all of that, we have six teams on by this week. It's been called the by apocalypse, Mm -hmm. um, especially because, like, four and a half out of these teams are. extremely fantasy relevant absolutely um so we've got houston jacksonville new england philadelphia and then our half team is denver and then i guess washington's on by also he's good the terry terry mclaurin is good depending on matchup and if case keenum is the quarterback which is our next bit of news after the bye dwayne haskins will remain the starter so he started last week and he played pretty well does not help did not help uh terry mclaurin whatsoever the redskins still lost but it was a good game or haskins looked good which 
is promising for next year. He looked better than he had. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if good is the word I would use technically, but I was it was promising. It was he a good looked it was better. A, it was a step in the right direction. He's got a lot of those steps to go. I'm not yeah, don't be excited no. at any point soon. And that's why I said I don't count the Washington offense anymore. <laughs> I've given up. Even I love Terry McLaurin, but it's a tough year. Yep. Uh, next changing of the guard, uh, Nick Foles has been named starter of the Jags. He's back, baby. <coughs> he is back. He's better than he's ever been. Jags are about to make a push to the playoffs. I'm telling you, it's happening. It's happening. They Everyone's... need. They need the push. Considering they just lost Ooh, it was to a bad my game. Texans, he was a bad. Put game. up three points. Put up three points. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a tough look, but I think Nick Foles will help, and I think that this only means good things for D.D. Westbrook. Yep. For absolutely. Leonard Fournette, D.J. Chark might take a little bit of a hit, but he's shown how good he is. I think Nick Foles knows. That he has got a target. Yeah, and I mean, you look back to the one to the half a game maybe that Nick Foles played this season. Who did he throw the touchdown to? It was DJ. That he Chark. broke his collarbone on. Yeah, it was. And it was a great throw though. It was actually it was like, a great throw. Incredible throw that he made, and it was to DJ Chark who made a great catch. Yeah. So I think I think uh, Nick Foles is smart. Yeah. He'll use the he'll use the weapons he's given. He will. Um... He always had that connection with Alshon Jeffrey in Philadelphia. I think D, uh, DJ Chark is that guy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's good for most of, if not all, of Jacksonville's office, offense. Uh, makes me sad for Gardner, but, you know, he's got a promising future. I would I would rather I, – I bet you as a Jags fan would rather see Nick Foles out there right now, though. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, I I like the gardener. I like that he looks so good and everything, but... Nick Foles. If we're going to have a chance to make the playoffs series with Nick Foles. And I think better for fantasy purposes as well. Um, so that's it in terms of different starters. Uh, injury news. Patrick Mahomes is back as a full participant mm-hmm. in practice. And you gotta assume he's gonna play. I mean, Andy Reid's been like very wishy-washy about it. He's got to. Play. If he's a full participant, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs need him. Yeah. Yeah. Matt they Moore's do. been pretty good, but he's Patrick no... Mahomes is a difference difference maker. Yeah. Um, Jacoby Brissett, after a scary knee injury last week that sidelined him, Brian Hoyer stepped in. Played a pretty good game. Colts still lost. Yep. Um, Jacoby says he's feeling better. Which uh, I don't think he plays this week. Yeah, he's not going to play this week. Yeah, it's Wednesday to say you're feeling better. It's it's yeah. tough to project a start. For I'll him say Brian Hoyer. I put him in the same category as Matt Moore, where he's a above average replacement. Oh, quarterback, very yeah, very sure. confident backup. However, it's, play, a step, it's, it's a step. It's, down. it's Brian Hoyer, and you, the wide receivers you're looking at playing are Zach Pascal, and yeah. you know, it's, you know who I'm playing this week. Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. The Colts are playing the Dolphins this Fire week. Fire him up. He's going to The Colts are playing the Dolphins game. this week. It should be a great game. And they're going to have to stay in it. And I think they're best because they're missing a lot of their wide receivers. They're missing their quarterback. It's going to be a pretty competitive game, which I think gives Marlon Mack just that many more touches. I agree. 
Um, David Johnson has said that he's 100%. Of course he's playing. That's that's the quote. Of course I'm playing. I hope he is 100%. You know? I hope he is. Just... That Cardinals backfield has been so questionable. Who's but playing? they've been great. Not, but whoever's playing yeah. has been great. Yeah. So when I'm, he if he's back, I suspect he'll come right back into the sixty percent share that he had before yeah. getting hurt. Top five RB. Um, can you play Kenyon Drake if he's back and he is a hundred percent? Is Kenyon Drake this week? He a flex? This week, yes. Okay. Yeah, and there's six teams on by. Kenyon Drake is absolutely someone you can play if you need him. Um, rest of the season, you just kind of have to watch the snap counts and watch how each player looks with more limited snaps. I think Kenyon Drake is so talented, though, that they're going to abuse him. The problem is Chase Edmonds will come back at some point. We're looking at two to three weeks minimum, though, I think. All I'm saying is yeah, if yeah. you're going to get rid of Kenyon Drake on a trade, you have to do it before the oh, trade deadline. Yeah, for sure. That's something to take into account take for that, sure. Take that into account for sure. I don't know Chase how Edmonds comes get. back. If Chase Edmonds comes back... Then it's a three-headed... It's, a, it's, yeah, with da- it's not going to cut into David yeah, Johnson. It's going to no. cut into Kenny yeah, Drake. 100%. So, yeah. You know, just be wary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell had a scary knee, ankle injury also. Uh, did some MRIs. Everything came back negative. So he's there's no structural damage, but he came out and said, I'm very sore. Um, yeah, we should definitely talk about him for a second. Um, it was an ugly game for the Jets, and generally that goes without saying. I mean, Le'Veon Bell ended ended with 16 Dolphins, points. Man. Le'Veon ended with 16 points somehow, which if you watch the game, like, how? I don't know how that yeah. happened. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, the Jets have such a good schedule still the next three weeks or so. It's tough I mean, like Robbie Anderson, I'm not comfortable playing him. No, you know, um, he's he'll have a big week one of the next three weeks probably, but always you're gonna have duds the other yep. two. Um, you know, you're gonna you're having Chris Herndon come back, which is great. He's a he'll be a very fantasy rele- relevant tight end, but I have a feeling that's gonna hurt Jameson Crowder most of all. Yeah, it's gonna take a lot of those targets away that are those short targets. So. I mean, I have a ton of Jets. I because I on on a lot of my teams, I thought they would be uh, much better than they have been. Uh, really disappointing, and I'm trying to sell most of. Them. I mean, I'm definitely looking into um, moving, on. moving on from Robbie for sure, Jameson. I'm thinking about moving on from Le'Veon Bell too. See, yeah. tra- trying to trade him for a different running back that I can at least count on their yep. team to be relevant yep and it's nothing against these guys it's really not against sam darnold either i'm we talked about it last week it's adam gase he is not shown to be a competent head coach and yeah. it's hurting that entire offense yeah it is yep um more running back news kareem hunt is back from suspension um and Freddie Kitchens said that he could come in and potentially hurt Nick Chubb's workload. I believe it. I mean, I do too. I think this is what we all knew was going to happen yep. in the beginning. Um, 
We'll see we'll how see, true it is. Yeah, we'll see how much. Uh, Nick Chubb's been basically the only true bright spot on the team so yeah. far. And uh, their backup, Hilliard. Yeah, uh, Dontrell Hilliard. Dontrell Hilliard. He's been getting five to seven touches a game. I'd expect that number to go up to 10 to 12 for yeah. Kareem. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Which makes Kareem Hunt potentially fantasy relevant also. He should, I mean... He, He's already rostered yeah. across the board, but if he's not, pick him up for sure. Um, he'll have I I I like that ten to twelve number, and if he does what he used to do with those touches, he'll get more. Yeah. So, uh, situation to look at for sure. Uh, James Connor, after missing this last week, is limited in practice. I believe Jalen Samuels is also limited, so that whole backfield is just so. Benny Snell's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I believe James Conner will play this week. Yeah, Limited is actually a great sign in this scenario. He was completely out of practice all last week. Yeah. Seeing him at practice in some capacity is a good thing. Um, however, if James Conner is hurt and Jalen Samuels is hurt, pick up Tremaine Edmonds. <laughs> He's limited in practice also. He's that, limited too. Yeah. But he got work last week and he did he did good things with it. I think it's Trey Edmonds. Tremaine is Tremaine the is, yeah, yeah. linebacker. It's Trey Edmonds. Yeah. My bad. But yeah, that that whole backfield, man. And I don't remember who the Steelers are playing this week, but I don't remember it being good. Uh, they're playing the Rams, and the Rams have a elite run defense. So Do they really? Not elite, elite, but if all three of those guys are injured, I would not be playing any of them. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. It's it, yeah, it's tough to play any of them right now. Yeah, we'll see what James Conner looks like in practice tomorrow and Friday, and if good things come out of that, I mean, you have to. I mean, he's your running back one most likely, but yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's the bipocalypse. Like I said, so you gotta start who you have. Yeah, it's yeah. A lot of we have a friend of ours that basically his whole team is on buys. So, yeah, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Try to just squeak out a win if you can. Yep. Um. So you gotta start your guys that are in, but watch for James Conner. Watch for Jalen Samuels, because um, one of them will start and be mostly healthy. Next running back, Darius Geis, um, could be activated after the bye. We talked about him. He's supposedly fully healthy, and the team released one of their running backs to clear up a spot. Um, so it's looking like after the bye week, he'll be activa- activated from the injured reserve. Yeah. Uh, on the on that topic, uh if you have Adrian Peterson, trade him. Man, you bring up all these names, Kenyon Drake, Adrian Peterson. The, the advice that I'm going to give, you can't trade any of these. I mean, they they all have like a little bit of value. Use them as a trade piece in part of a package. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not telling you to yeah. trade Adrian Peterson by himself. You're not, of yeah. course you're not going to get yeah. any. I just trade wanted to Adrian clear that Peterson. Up. I wanted to clear that up. Like if you have... I don't know. If you have uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah. 
and you have Adrian Peterson, put those together, send them off for something. For a better wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to clear that up. Um, Adrian Peterson is absolutely one of those guys because I'd assume with Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin, the team is going to just look at their young guys and the team sitting at one and nine. Um, I'd ho- or one and eight. I'd hope that they're going to look at their young guys after the bye. So Darius guys could get a good amount of run last bit of the season. Mm-hmm. We're going to transition to some wide receivers now. AJ Green uh, was looking good last week. This early this week, um, he was supposed to be a full go in practice today and didn't even practice. So that's not good. Um. Yeah, he didn't. He he wasn't it's, even out on the practice field. Yeah, it's. So it's 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 been a tough situation all year, and it just continues. Um, he has to be a full go at least once, I think, at this point for the team to play him. And that hasn't happened yet. And I don't I don't think he plays this week at this point. I would not be surprised if he sits this week. We do need to talk about. I mean, it's Ryan Finley. Yes. And AJ Green is great, but he's hasn't played football in a long time. And he's coming back and playing with Ryan Finley. Don't be shocked if AJ Green is not great when he comes back. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean it, I don't think that's a guarantee anymore. No. And my question is, why didn't the team trade him at the deadline? He wanted to be traded. Teams were willing to trade Teams for him. Were willing to, I mean, the Patriots gave up a second rounder for Mohamed Sanu. Someone would have given up a first or second for A.J. Green. Yep. And he's off of his contract at the end of the year. It, it doesn't make sense. The Bengals have handled this so poorly. Um, I don't even know. If you're an A.J. Green owner like I am, I'm sorry. I don't know that it gets better. Um, Brandon Cooks has been diagnosed out with a concussion. I The team flew him out to Pittsburgh to get work done. Um, sounds like a pretty bad situation. I mean, he's had a bunch of concussions <coughs> at this point. So, and then yeah. it's just compound. I mean, Brandon Cooks, from the perspective of this season, I mean, he may be back in like two or three weeks. I think he'll be back next week. You think he'll be back I, I next week? I think he'll be back next week, but... I don't know, man. Yeah. But from he, the... He pers- didn't get diagnosed out until today. From the perspective of just Brandon Cooks as a player, now you have to take into account he's prone to concussions. From now on, each time he gets a concussion, it will be a multiple-week thing. Yep. It's not going to be a one-week thing anymore. Yeah. It's a multiple-week thing. So this carries over into next year when you're drafting. And yep. into the future, these guys who have concussions a lot, they, like I said, they compound. It takes longer and longer to get back from them. And we've seen it before. I'm not, I, don't, I, I really hope this doesn't happen, but we've seen it before plenty of times in the NFL. Players get a bunch of concussions, and they're like, it's not worth it, and they retire. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. So, yeah. you know, it's just it's really sad. Yeah. Such a talented player, and he's not that old. It's no, he's so young. But I, I don't know if it's going to get to that point because it really hasn't been that many. It's just seemed like a lot because it's been two or three this season. Um, 
will watch the team what the team does and watch what Brandon Cook do, Brandon Cooks does. I will say this opens up things for Josh Reynolds this week. I think that he is a strong flex wide receiver three uh, consideration mm-hmm. because. Pittsburgh's defense is good, but their secondary can be exploited. Um, and I think Sean McVay will plan around having Josh Reynolds because that's what he's done in the past. Yeah, I, I'd i be fine playing Josh Reynolds this week. Um, we should probably talk about Robert Woods. Like, what's up with that guy? What is he worth right now? Not much. Not a whole lot. Like, am, so are, sad, like can man. can you say with a hundred percent certainty that he is going to be more relevant this week than Josh Reynolds? No, no. It's no. The only a hundred percent thing on that team is Cooper Cup. Yeah, and that's the way it's been all year. Even Todd Gurley is not the same. It's sad. Um, let's get through the rest of this little bit of news, though. Adam Thielen re-aggravated his hamstring injury, expected to miss this week. Anytime, kind of like a concussion, anytime you re-aggravate a hamstring, it's a multiple-week deal. Yeah. Um, and it's a lingering pain. We'll see how Adam Thielen looks for the rest of the year. Yeah, can't, I mean, I can't I can't even remember how many times we've said it about, about hamstring injuries. Yeah. They just hang on. They do. And it's so easy to bring back, to come back too early. And to hurt it again, it's just, it's it's a tough thing to, to ever get. It done. is. Um, Deshaun Jackson, another talented wide receiver that's had injury problems all year. He's gone to IR. The team placed him on IR with He's get a surgery. quadriceps injury, I believe. Yep, it was quad. He has to get surgery. Um, um, so uh, they signed Jordan Matthews yeah. to back on the Eagles. <laughs> How many times like is he going to? fourth gonna... time, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson, the sad thing is, so he's getting surgery on the quad. Um, and this is what the injury's been all along. And if he had gotten this surgery back in week three after it happened or week two, he'd be back about now. Yeah. But that's this true. places him on IR for the rest of the year. Um, shuts down those dreams. I mean, we saw how powerful <laughs> that Eagles offense could have been with him. But it's too bad. It's too bad. Too bad. Um, OJ Howard and Cameron Brait, after both missing last week's game, they're both full goes at practice, so they're both going to play, which does that even matter? No. No? Yeah. I'm not playing either of those guys. No. No, there are a lot of other tight ends that I'd rather play. Um, neither one of those are even in consideration for me. Nope. Evan Ingram uh, injured his foot this week. He's getting a second opinion on it. Um, status is uncertain. I will say he doesn't play this week. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that also. And, you know, this is it's, his third injury, third separate injury this year. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty far into this week to be going to get a second opinion yeah. at this point. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I Tough. It's tough. It's tough because he's so good when he's out there. And Daniel Jones loves to have him out there, but... It's not looking good. Um, our last bit of news, Sam, you actually wrote this into the document as we started recording, so I'll let you take over. Semi-breaking news, actually. Uh, it has been reported that Des Bryant is planning to contact teams about a return. He's coming back. 
he's coming back to throw up the X. Um, I don't know how relevant this news is. I mean, okay, let me like say I don't know who's a wide receiver needy team. A wide receiver. It's got to be a wide receiver needy team that wants to make the playoffs. The Colts. I think that they're the biggest chance is probably that he ends up back with the Saints. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I could, I mean, the Colts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's no telling where the Colts see their season going. Um, I think they're going for the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. But they're a big culture team, and who knows with Des Bryant. Um, That's true. I think that the Saints is probably where he ends up. I'm just thinking it'll probably be the Patriots. Well, yeah, um, the Saints are the team that he signed with last year and tore his Achilles. Yep. Um, so he's still coming back from that. I'm pretty sure, but we'll see where he ends up. We'll update you when we get our updates ourselves. But I think we should go ahead and get into our first segment or our only segment. <laughs> Our uh, trade targets and trade ammo. So, Sam, this was your kind of brainchild. Do yeah. you want to explain what it is? So, I mean, we're doing this now because uh, the trade deadlines are coming up. And it's it's easy to get stuck on your team, love your guys, overvalue the people that you have just because they're on your team. And you get stuck with players that... Aren't gonna aren't gonna help you in the long run. Yes, uh, and this is also a lot to do with how your team has done so far in the season. Uh, we have three categories here: uh, trade targets, trade ammo, and keepers. And the keeper one is mainly for those who are obviously in keeper leagues and the people who aren't gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. If you're if you have two wins on the season or one win on or or God forbid no wins on the season, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry you're that not you're making listening to us and we got you zero If you're wins. listening to us every week and you have zero wins, we've done you wrong and we're sorry. Reach out to us. We're going to get so many know. screenshots on Twitter saying, like, thanks, guys. Oh, yeah, I've, I, genu- I genuinely do feel bad if that's the case. But you're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Trade for some keepers if you So can. that's what the, the trade deadline is really the start of thinking about, well, maybe – a week or two ago was where you started thinking about where your team was headed. Yeah. Um, but this is where you need to make that decision. Am I going to make the playoffs? Am I a middling team who needs some help to make the playoffs? Am I not going to make the playoffs? And can I look towards next year? Yeah. And if you're if you're like, say, six teams make the playoff and you're vying for the sixth seed, yeah. you're going to be one of the lower teams. You're you know your team's a little bit weaker than the than a couple others. Traded one of those guys that has a safe floor for a guy with a bunch of upsiders. Yeah, you know it's all about yeah. We'll we'll get into it a little bit more here. Um, so let's hop right that's in. That's the idea. That's the idea. Yeah. Um, so our f- first target, uh, I wrote this one out. DJ Chark, wide receiver for the Jaguars. Um, he had a rough week last week against the Texans, but that whole game was rough. Gardner Minshew was rough. <laughs> Everyone uh, except yeah. for Leonard Fournette, who had like 10 points, had a rough game. Um, DJ Chark has proved everyone wrong this season. Big time. He's, he has been great consistently throughout the season. Huge target. Lots of touchdowns. 
Um, and Nick Foles is coming back, which is an upgrade in my opinion over Gardner Minshew, who, yes. who played great, but I think Nick Foles is better. I think this offense gets better than what we've seen. Um, they're going to be able to move the ball better. Plus, the Jaguars' schedule uh, the last four weeks, if assuming your uh, championship is week 16, uh, which it should be, uh, their last four weeks are Tampa Bay, the Chargers, um, oh, who do they play week 15? The Raiders. The Raiders the and the Falcons. Falcons. Yep. And bes- the Chargers aren't that isn't that great a matchup, but the other three are just about as good as it gets. Just about. Um, so if 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 a wide receiver can't beat those defenses, that's uh, well, it's bad. So a good receiver like DJ Shark should be able to feast those three weeks. So how are you getting DJ Shark? I want to talk through. Okay, to uh, to get DJ Shark, I'm sending a wide receiver. You know two or three a, a, a good wide receiver who i play every week and mo- and most likely a running back flex option and that's what i'm sending to them and it's in my opinion it probably needs to be a bigger name at one of the two spots it's got to be say a wide receiver two or three like juju right probably. yeah which I, in one of our leagues i'm trying to do this trade right now i'm i'm looking into doing this trade right now is sending juju and another piece for dj chart I think that's a, a great idea. Yeah. Um, DJ Chark, I am certain every year they come out with like the top ten play, the ten players who are on the most percentage of championship teams. He will be there. This is the quintessential uh, yep. name. You know, good fi- good uh, playoff schedule off the waiver wire in most cases. That's the guy. Yeah. Um, I will say, if you're Kind of one of those middling teams, not sure if you're going to make the playoffs. He's a splash buy to help you either get to the playoffs, or if you don't end up getting there, he's a great keeper. Oh, yeah. So he he works both ways. He's always, if I'm kind of sitting in the middle, he's one of those guys that I look towards because you're good either way. Um, so let's, let's run through all the targets first. Yeah. And let's go category by category. I think that'll break it up easier. Um, the next target is Kenny Galladay. Man, Kenny G, uh, he is has been so impressive. Matthew Stafford's been so impressive all season. Uh, they have great chemistry there. He is the wide receiver one. I know it's on the Lions. Yes, he, he is the wide receiver one on the Lions. Don't get it twisted with Marvin Jones, um, who we'll talk about in a second. Uh, he he definitely is the one there. He's getting the most targets. He's doing the most with those targets. The Lions' uh, schedule from here to the playoffs um, is not is not bad. It's 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 nothing. It's not to... bad. It's not great. Um, their last four weeks, they go Bears, Vikings, uh, Tampa Bay, and then Denver, which aren't great matchups. But the only one I'm super <coughs> unhappy about is the is the Bears. Yeah. Um, the the other three, I'm pretty fine with. And he's one of those guys that he's pretty much matchup proof. Yeah, I mean he'll he'll Sam Darn or not Sam Darnold, excuse me. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is always looking his way. Kenny G is, he's he's very close to matchup proof for sure. Um, his schedule going leading up to the playoffs is a little bit rougher. He does play Chicago twice uh, in this back half of the season. Um, so be wary of that. 
Um, if you're trying to make a huge push into the playoffs, up the rankings to get into the playoffs, maybe he's not the target to go for. But, but if you're pretty confident helps. you're going to make the playoffs, yeah. he is a great add. Yeah. And I think most people look at him as a wide receiver two overall. He's a wide receiver one right now. He, I'm, he wide is, receiver eight he on is the a season. wide receiver one. He's wide receiver eight on the season. And I think he finishes as a wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. So if you can, if you can trade for him as a wide receiver two, I would definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, our next target is Philip Lindsay. I'm I'm iffy about this one. Really? Just because I can't trust the Denver backfield. So explain what you mean. Okay. First first thing I'll put out there on Philip Lindsay. If you are not a fan of Philip Lindsay. Oh come on, get on board. Yeah. As a guy, absolutely yeah. you're on board. As a football player, I mean, go watch a Denver game. Go oh, watch yeah. last week. Watch his He's touches. He's so good. You know, he is so explosive yeah. and fast and elusive. It's incredible. He is he's a great football player. Bad team, great football player. This Denver O line is alright. Yeah. Nothing to write home about. Um, but it's enough. And the Denver Broncos have one of the easiest schedules in the playoffs really? against rushing. Uh, if you wouldn't mind yeah, pulling pull that up. up real quick. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean, Royce Freeman is a much less so target here. Philip Lindsay is definitely the guy to own that backfield. Not to mention, Philip Lindsay is the running back eleven on the season. Yes, he he's been putting up points. Yes, he he's one of those guys that we talked about. Uh, Derrick Henry not too long ago being a, one of those under uh, guys that people don't like to own, but is putting up points. Philip Lindsay is right there. Oh, big time! So last four weeks, Chargers, who everyone scores points on running backs wise. Yep, Texans. Same deal, especially with J.J. Watt out. The Chiefs, which will be a huge week, and then the Lions. So that's definitely a great finish to the season for him. They might be. They might have the best running back schedule for, yeah. the, for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and Philip Lindsay, the reason he's the real reason he's on this list is when people think about trading for running backs, they they think I want a running back. Philip Lindsay's not the guy. No. You not know, even close. And people who own Philip Lindsay are like, well, this is, I yeah. wish I could trade him. Yeah. Talk to Philip Lindsay. Yeah. You can, yeah. I mean, come on. All um, right. Next guy. Mark Ingram. Running back for the Baltimore Ravens. This is another big product of scheduling. Um, in general, all season, the Ravens have had one of the easiest schedules against the run, and it has shown. Mark Ingram is a running back one on the season still. He's yeah. the running back 12. Um, you may have missed the boat kind of on training for Mark Ingram. He had a string of, of four or five mediocre games uh, recently. Uh, so, but then bounce. But then he's the he's already has bounced back against the Patriots. Um, so you may have missed the boat on this one. But owners might still feel a little scorned from that bad run. Yep. Um, this offense, we've seen it. I mean, it, I, if you had any questions about this offense moving the ball, that went out the window last week. Um, they're going to be running. They like to run the ball a lot. Oh, big time. They use Mark Ingram a lot. I mean, people see Lamar Jackson running, and they think that cuts into the running back. It no, helps the running all back. All it does is help. I mean, if you watch the linebackers on the defense facing them, they have to be so aware of everywhere everything that Lamar is doing that they cannot possibly cover the running back every single play yeah so he, he's... i will say their playoff matchups their last two are great so they play the jets and cleveland in the last two weeks mm-hmm. but to get there they play the 49ers and the bills um the bills are not good against running backs yeah they haven't been 
Um, I actually I have fantasy points per game pulled up uh, again, given up to running backs, and the Bills, the Bills rank actually one below the Browns. Really, against running okay. backs, they're about the tenth worst team against the against the running backs. So I'm fine playing running backs yeah. against the Bills. Um, who is the other? The uh, 49ers, that is a tough draw. That's a tough matchup. That is a tough draw. They're, it's they're the fourth, playoffs. They're the fourth best against the, the uh, against running backs this season. But, like he said, it's before playoffs. All you need to, If you can get to playoffs, he's going to pay yeah. dividends there. And our last guy, our last target, we're switching back to receivers, Keenan Allen. So, after starting out the bona fide wide receiver one in fantasy, I mean, the first so four weeks... He was scoring more points than anyone like crazy. He's slowed down, but I'm all on board on this one. This one is a it's purely a do you believe Keenan it's a do you believe Keenan Allen can turn around? We yes. both do. Yes. He's so talented. The Chargers I mean ooh, the Chargers looked good last week, but Keenan Allen still didn't perform. <coughs> That's gonna change. He's he's too talented. Philip Rivers loves him. Oh yeah, it'll come. It'll, it will come. I mean, we saw last last year, uh, Keenan Allen had a really down portion of the season, and then he came back and was phenomenal during the playoffs. Lit up the playoffs. Yeah, uh, their final four weeks, they played the Broncos, the Jags, the Vikings, and the Raiders, all pretty decent against the pass, um, but not top. The if you can make it to the championship with Keenan Allen on your roster, oh. he should go absolute bananas against the Raiders. They are one of the worst teams against yeah. the pass. It is a bit of a gauntlet before that. Although uh, Xavier Rhodes, the great cornerback for the Vikings, the Vikings has, has not, been has good not looked good. Their yeah. secondary uh, against wide receivers has been worse than a lot of people would have thought uh, coming into the season. Yeah. So those are our targets, and there are plenty more, but that's just to kind of get an idea. You look at uh, schedules. You look at who might have not been performing super well up to now that you mm-hmm. can buy low and just have explode in the playoffs. Um, and the other big thing I look at is is the Philip Lindsay thing, the names. Yep. If there is a lower-tier name that is performing well and has a great schedule, those are the guys I love to try and trade for. So... Yeah, keep that in mind. Um, we already kind of talked about, and Sam gave an example of a trade to make for DJ Chark. Um, so let's get, let's just break down quickly what some other ammo, what some other guys that you could throw into trades um, for some of those targets that we just mentioned. Yeah, one of the biggest names I can think of is Marvin Jones, especially off of the uh, the his recent play. It's oh, been geez. great. He's been Crazy. blowing it up. Um, I think it's easy to fall into the trap of if you had Marvin Jones like season long, you, it's like people forget. It's like it's recency bias at its purest oh, form. Yeah. One huge game and they forget the rest of the season. Yeah. And I mean Marvin Jones has, I mean total fantasy points. He's up in the he's a wide receiver too, but that's all boom and bust stuff. Yeah. That is all boom and bust. Um, he's not Kenny Galladay. He doesn't have that type of floor. Um, so if you can trade him as a wide receiver too, which by all means, ship him off. Yeah, ship him off. Uh, the next name that you've got on the list is Odell Beckham Jr., which makes me sad to read. 
I traded for him thinking I was buying low. I was not buying low. It's been a lot of bad weeks in a row. Um, so I think you, the point you're trying to make here is just use his name. You, it's name. I mean, yeah. he's the wide receiver, like, 23, I think, on the season, which is, like, not what you wanted from. It's not horrible, but that's what you, not what you want out of a guy like OBJ. And I think that you can um, move OBJ for a better wide receiver, for sure. Yeah. Do you have, like, a target in mind? Um, let's see. Target in mind. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking about... Because there's those top guys that no one's going to trade unless you blow them away. I mean, try and trade for a Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah. Julian Edelman's been, been freaking lights out. Up. Yeah. Yeah, that's Julian a Edelman. great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, uh, trade him for Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Those two, either of those two guys, oof, I would be so happy if I could trade for either of those guys. Yeah. Um, all right, next bit of ammo here, David Montgomery. We talked about him a little bit last week after his big blow-up game where he had 100 and something yards and two touchdowns. Um, and he had a, he ended up with a good week this week, but it was purely because of touchdowns. Yes. He did not have a good week. He just no. had the touchdowns yeah. to help him out. I, I, I don't trust Matt Nagy. No, I don't either. As, a, as an offensive coach, uh, I don't trust that offense with Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. to move the ball. I mean, you saw it with Allen Robinson, who could go in this category too for me of the of the trade ammo here. You just you can't count on anyone in that offense. As talented as I believe David Montgomery and Allen Robinson are, um, you've got to go for players that are playing on pretty decent offenses, Absolutely. just for the safeness. Yeah, and I mean, this is not a knock on anyone's talent at all it's their situation over yeah. over anything yeah um and david montgomery i montgomery i think you can sell high on right now he's had two he's had two, two good good weeks. fantasy two weeks so trade him trade him and another piece one of those you know tertiary pieces i was talking about earlier for a better running back yeah to go into the playoffs with yeah uh this next name i like a lot um and it's funny because he plays for my team and it's carlos hyde um he's looked really good all season um, and he's definitely got the Texans' backfield locked up, but people are going to see these last few really good weeks and think, oh, my God, he's a running back too, yeah. and he's not. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if, I mean, if you watched the game last week, he had that uh, like sixty yard long run, and then, and, then, the goal line. and then Jacksonville defender came and stripped the ball right before the goal. Goal line. I wouldn't be surprised if he lost a couple touches because of that. Yeah. Um, so, so especially, uh, he might, I mean, who knows? They might pull the whole, he's our guy, we want him to get the touches thing, but you can never be too sure. Uh, he is a good thing to trade away. I don't think you're going to want to count on him in the playoffs. Not one If you are in the playoffs, week no. 14 or 15, and you are going up against another team with like, I don't know, Mark Ingram and... Alvin Kamara, and you're putting Carlos Hyde out there, that's a bad look. It's a bad look, especially because the Texans' playoff schedule is New England, Denver, Tennessee, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a great matchup, but if you're counting on Carlos Hyde as a running back two or flex in those three weeks, you are most likely not getting it done. 
A little bit of a correction to you real quick. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are actually the third best defense against running backs right now. Oh, I knew that. They're so good. Yeah. It's it's, easy because they've been so bad for so long. They're actually... Really in- better than the 49ers yep. against running backs. Yep. They are so and good. So. I actually know the reason why. They blitz almost every play of the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Todd Bowles is just an all-out blitzer. So, if you are you have a wide receiver that's playing the Buccaneers, absolutely play throw him in there. But Bucks are a tough schedule. So that or is a quarterback. A, yeah. Or a quarterback. Yeah. That is a horrible schedule for Carlos Hyde. I'm all in on selling him. Our last bit of ammo, Damian Williams. I'm going to let you talk because I'm going to negate this after you. Really? Yeah. Okay, my big thing here is Damian Williams. uh, Coming into the season, people were really hyped. They thought Damian Williams. uh, They were going off of what they saw last season, which, you know, more power to him for doing that. But look look at his career as a whole. It's been bad. Really bad. He couldn't win. He couldn't win the uh, starting job at the Dolphins. Yep. Um. Uh. A couple or two years ago. Yep. And then he comes to Kansas City and he becomes, uh, just the back by default, and he does pretty well, which any back would. Yep. Uh. In the Kansas City Chiefs offense, uh, and he gets he gets a deal which isn't that big. No. Um. So he he's not getting paid a lot of money. There's no obligation to use him. He had the huge play last week, 90-some-odd-yard touchdown, longest touchdown run in Chiefs history, uh, which is great. But look at the rest of that game. The rest he of that game, play super he well. played bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and you can't count on a 90-yard touchdown every week. And I don't think that – I'm not so sure. I, I hear a lot of people this week saying that Damian Williams is now the guy in no. – the obvious one in Kansas no. City, and I don't believe no. that. But if there's other people in, in my league that do – Oh, I'm moving. Tread. Yeah. Um, so I agree with everything you said. And coming off this week, he had 25 points because he had the 100 plus yards. He had a touchdown. Um, my thing is, Patrick Mahomes is coming back, and Damian Williams is the most electric player out of that backfield. Uh, LaShawn McCoy has definitely lost a step. And we saw what Damian Williams did at the end of the year last year, and who's to know that that can't be replicated? I'm not saying it can't be replicated. I'm saying I'm betting against it being replicated. Okay. I mean, I get it, and they do face a tough last four games, but unless you can get something good out of it, I mean, he... he and they have a buy still. They yeah. also have a buy still to go, which yeah. if you're trying to make the playoffs, that's tough. Yeah. Um, I I agree with everything you said, but I'm more of a hold than a sell. Okay. Um, our last bit is keepers, and we've been talking about these guys so much because they're all so young and so good, so we don't really have to talk through it as much as we did the targets in the MO. So I'll just read out the five names, and then if you want to get into someone you want to talk about, then let's do that. Yeah. Um, so we've got Terry McLaurin. Love him. Uh, this year is probably not his year, but hopefully – off-season Dwayne Haskins steps it up. Um, he's the wide receiver one. Corlin Sutton, we both love. It just really depends on Denver's quarterback. Um, Devin Singletary and Josh Jacobs are both names that we have down here. And they're stars because they're also targets. And we'll get. I'll, I'll let you come back to that because I have a feeling you have something to say there. Yeah. And then Christian Kirk is our last name at, as keeper. And I've talked him up a little bit. Um, I think that this... 
Cardinals offense, while they've slowed down a little bit the last few weeks, they're only getting better. They're still so young, and I think that that Kyler Murray-Christian Kirk combo is really powerful. Uh, yeah, Christian Kirk is a great keeper this year. I mean, most most leagues he was he was get he, you got him in like the sixth or seventh round. Later than that, um, yeah. Oh well, yeah, I guess we eighth. that we were in a keeper league, uh-huh. so it was six and seven. But most of the time, it's eight to ten, uh, which is a great spot for a guy like him. Uh, I think we both think Kyler Murray's taking a step forward in the second year. Um, that offense, Cliff Kingsbury should get a little bit better in his play calling, um, get a little bit better idea of what he's going to do. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is getting older, and he's not going to get better. No. Um, he can only get worse, which is super sad to say, but it's good for Christian Kirk. He should... Um, where this year it's been kind of like a 1A, 1B sort of thing, I think next year it'll be a Christian Kirk is the one on that team. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited about him. Uh, jumping back up to Terry McLaurin real quick. Terry McLaurin is one of those guys where he was one of the higher profile rookies um, coming in, which is super interesting because in a lot of leagues, and it happened in our league, he was taken in the last round. Yeah. And if you can keep a guy like Terry McLaurin in the last round, oh. that's that's so good. Yeah. So good. Um, so if you can uh, if you can trade for him right now, uh, if you are looking for a keeper, if you are if you are down on your luck, you have two, one two wins. Uh, trade trade a little too much for Terry McLaurin. Yeah, you, do whatever it takes to get a guy like yeah. that. Yeah, if you're in one of those positions, you, you feel all right giving up a little too much for a keeper because sure. that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, on to Cortland Sutton. Uh, the quarterback play is a huge question mark. And he was taken. Uh, well, no, he was taken really late in, in drafts too. He was taken about the same time as Christian Kirk. Right. Um, I actually, I'm a little higher on Cortland Sutton as a keeper than Christian Kirk, which I think is different for it you. Differs for me for um, sure. And it, the the quarterback play is a huge problem that Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk will not have. But I think that Denver signs a quarterback this offseason. I don't think Drew Locke will be the starter. I don't think Joe Flacco will be the starter at the start of next season. I think it'll be someone else, and based off of that, like a free agent, and based off of that, I'm high on Cortland Sun okay. to next season. Okay, um, I get that. But that's totally just me yeah. thinking. Um, so uh, on to the running backs of this list, Devin Singletary and Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs we'll talk about first. He was a very high draft pick in most drafts, second, third round. Um, if you can, If you have him on your team, you're not getting rid of him. If you if you're trying to get him, you're gonna have to pay a ton for him. He's an RB one right now. Uh, if the team that has him is probably doing pretty well, yeah, you're gonna have to give up a ton to get him. But it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Um, he, the workload he's getting. I mean, he's getting targets. He's getting all of it. Touchdowns. It's all there. Um, and you can keep him in the if you can get a potential RB one in the third or fourth oh. or in the second or third round guaranteed. Yeah. That is by all means. That's some of the best value you'll find anywhere. Um, Devin Singletary is a little bit different. He, but he has been playing so well. Also, like when he has played, he's played so well. And the touches that he's gotten. Six point seven yards per carry on the season. Six and a half. Or, sorry, six point seven yards per reception on the season. Six and a half yards per carry on the season. That's crazy. I mean, he hasn't had that many touches because he's been out a lot of the season. But he's, he's been so he's been great. People call him, people are calling him a bowling ball because when he gets moving, he just doesn't stop. Um, his nickname is the Motor, which I love that nickname for a running back. Um, I I just traded for him a, t- a couple weeks ago. Um, 
I have stars next to Devin Singletary and Josh Jacobs because these are guys that if you're trying to make the playoffs, if for anyone anyone listening to this, if you're trying to make the playoffs, if you are going to make the playoffs, or if you're if you're done for the season, those are trade for those guys. Yeah. Those are good, great keepers, and they're going to be great rest of season. Yep, hundred um, percent. That just about wraps us up. I want to have one little PSA to close the episode. Um, pick up handcuffs. Running backs are such a fragile position, it is but also such a position of value in fantasy. Running backs win you the championships. Um, look for all of the names that are important, even if you don't own the starter, um, because what else are you going to have on your bench right now? I mean, yeah, especially this week, besides, um, I'm trying to think, uh, besides Hunter Renfro and uh, uh, the running back for the Dolphins, uh, Kalen Balazs. Kalen Balazs. Besides those two, there's not really much exciting on the waiver wire this no. year or this uh, this, this week. week. Grab handcuffs. Yeah, and some of those ideas. Obviously, you've got your Alexander Madison, Dalvin Cook's backup, Tony Pollard, Zeke's backup, Kenyon Drake, who we talked about. Um, but look at each of the top 15 running backs and find out who their backup is, who who is looking to take over that spot. Um, Reichwell Armstead is Leonard Fournette's. Raheem Mostert's played a good, great, whenever he's touched the ball in San Francisco, he's got to get through two guys, but it doesn't matter. Both those guys are injury prone. Yeah. Justice Hill is Mark Ingram's backup. Rashad Penny has seen value before. I mean, just look, um, because all of these guys, at least one of these guys is going to hit, and they will be a player that is on a lot of championship rosters. Absolutely. So that's a little PSA. And we really appreciate you guys listening again, um, tuning in to our championship-looking uh, week um, because we are heading that way. Yeah, getting exciting. Yeah. It's getting real exciting. Uh, but like Sam always says, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys, even yeah. if it is something like we're 0-9 and it's because of you guys. If I get a tweet that says, hey, Sam, I listen to your advice every single week and it never works out, which I'm sure has happened, I hate you. I would have nothing but a big grin on my face. Because we're happy that we're getting to reach out and talk to you guys. Yeah. Um, but we'll see you next week, next Wednesday. We're, we're here. You're here. Love you guys. <laughs>